0: me to the book of Luke today Luke chapter 2 and I want to share with you kind of a different message a different look at a passage that I think we can really apply to the Lord's supper Jesus is 12 years old Now if you know much about your Bible you know that when he was 12 something happened He lost his parents it's really hard to say Jesus was lost, right? He always knew what he was doing, so it's hard to say that about him. But they thought he was lost. They were lo- he was lost from their presence. The anxiety that that creed- created over that 24-hour period was excruciating. And if you've been there as a parent, if you've ever had... Uh, I always loved the one that was up in the Cincinnati area at Kings Island, an amusement park there... And at Kings Island, it had an area that said lost parents. It actually had a sign and a little building where that's where you could go and find your kid if you lost them in the park. Well, these parents were lost, and I'm going to just share with you how that played out. So we're looking at this passage a little differently today. Let's pray and ask God's blessing over our time together. Lord, we are so thankful for what you did for bringing a gift to Jesus. Father, you've blessed many global impact ministries in our church, and Father, we look forward to uh, being able to, to any that out to the different ministries in January. We pray that, uh, Father, you would bless and make those dollars be multiplied. Father, for how you bless the church, Lord, for these that have loved ones that have passed in recent days, we pray that your strength, your comfort would be theirs. And Father, we pray that on this day, we would be so minded before we go to the Lord's table about what Jesus has done and why he needs to be in our life every single day. Not just a Sunday, not here and there, not an occasional opening the Bible and looking at what it has to say, but Lord, he needs to really be in our life every day. If he's not, it creates chaos in our lives help us to see that today if somebody needs Jesus here today or even on the stream they may be tuning in and watching Lord on our Facebook uh, church account or Father they uh, are going to watch it in a recorded version this week we pray that they may bow their heart and Lord confess their sin and Father join us in knowing The Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, Lord, make it so for them. And we ask it in Jesus' name, amen. Well, on this time of year, you know, uh, when I was a kid, we only had three or four channels. Do you remember that? Some of you, uh, you know, it's really amazing that you can turn on the TV now, start scanning and flipping channels and go, oh, after 20, 30 minutes, nothing's on Nothing's on. Well, I think we really could say that back then, but there were some things we always tuned into. One of the things that we always would watch at my house is at Thanksgiving time, part of the tradition was watching the Macy uh, Day, uh, Thanksgiving Parade, and maybe you did that growing up as well, and you'd see all the big floats, and it was something that was kind of neat. Then when the new year came, as we have coming in just a couple of days, there would be something else take place, and it was, it was the uh, a parade that uh, is tied to the Rose Bowl, and it had a lot of fanfare, and it was on one of the main stations as well. Well, one year, they had, and this is the very float, the Standard Oil Company of California, and this is a few years back, they had a float, and you remember the Rose Bowl Parade. All the floats are covered with, uh, many of them with roses, but with, with flowers. They're just beautifully, uh, very different from the Thanksgiving big uh, floating uh, uh, floats. But uh, they had all these flowers that were on display. Well, right in the middle of the parade, this float ran out of Gas. And it was from the Standard Oil Company of California. You would think they'd have all the gasoline that they possibly would need, right? I want to tell you something. I use that story to simply say this. There are times that we, too, run out of gas. We run out of spiritual gas. And you do need to understand that on the day that they could not find Jesus... It created all kinds of problems for them. It will for you, too. If you go days without spending time with Jesus, you potentially could go a day without spending time with the Lord. It will result in several things, and I want to show you what it resulted in on these different occasions. So, um, in and we need to say this up front, okay? They lost Jesus. Right? Now, we're going to be careful how we use the terminology that's coming next because I want you to understand, once you have really received Jesus, your heart is not a hotel. He doesn't check in, check out. I believe with all my heart the Scriptures give affirmation to a once saved, always saved scenario that when you really have come to salvation, it's a permanent transaction. Oh, we can backslide, and that's part of what I'm talking about today. When he's really, really come home to you, and I have known many people that thought they were believers and then later became believers, but I have known so many people that they get themselves in trouble, and here's how they lost him. Now, they did not lose him in relationship, did they? The Scripture says this. Let me read it to you. Verse 41. Every year his parents went up. I'm in chapter 2 of the book of Luke. Every year his parents went up to Jerusalem to the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to the custom. After the feast was over, while the parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. I think most of us would kind of condemn Joseph and Mary a little bit, For not knowing where their 12-year-old boy was, right? People will do this. If you lose a kid, they'll be, how come you don't know where your child is? You've been there maybe on occasion, right? And it's like, I don't need that right now. I do not need that. All I need is to find my kid. I'm either going to love him or I'm going to kill him, right? (laughs) Right? You have been there? Sure you have. If you've ever had a child, we had one particular child that took great pleasure in hiding from us. And those little round things that hold clothes in stores, if we went to a store, they'd get in the middle of that and wouldn't, would not respond to your voice. Because they're playing hide-go-seek. and And that person might just have been the baby of our family. She's not here today, so I'm going to tell that one on her. She'd just hide say nothing. It creates anxiety, doesn't it? Well, they didn't lose him in relationship. You can't lose Jesus in relationship if you're really in a relationship with him. If he becomes your Lord and Savior, you become a new creation in Christ. You are a new creature in Jesus Christ. You have experienced a new birth, haven't you? It's You're a new person, you really are. And it reminds us in verse 41, 43, 48, uh, those verses all tell us that they were still in relationship with him as the parent, or I should say the adoptive parent in Joseph's case, amen? But how did they lose him? They lost him in fellowship. And here's the danger for every one of you. Listen, today it's not real sunny outside. Have you noticed that? The last few days, it hasn't been real sunny. We got a little dose of that liquid sunshine last day or two. We got a little rain, didn't we, here in Texas? We need rain, amen? Nobody's not not on Christmas break, right? We don't need rain, okay. Well, we need rain. God gives it to us, and uh, he blesses us uh, in all kinds of ways with that. Well, take the sun, the S-U-N, And take the clouds, and I want to just use that as an illustration right now that when the clouds all darken the sky and they line it where we can't see the sun, the S-U-N, then that can be like our relationship where the sun, S-O-N, and the clouds are like sin that continued to collect in our lives. And next thing you know, you can't feel his warmth. You can't see him as clearly because your fellowship is broken. And in their life, that's exactly who, how they had lost him. He wasn't in their presence for an entire day. Second of all, notice who lost him. In verse 43, it says, at the feast, when it was over, the parents were returning home. But the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Now, if you have been given the responsibility of guarding the Son of God, and most of the time I brag on Mary and Joseph, but if you've been given that responsibility, do you think you could go a whole day and not know where Jesus is? Now, maybe he was just such a perfect kid because he was, you know. They, did, they didn't have to do this. There wasn't have, they didn't have to check on. Where's Jesus? Mary, you seen Jesus? Joseph, where's Jesus? They, they, maybe they just didn't have to do that. Maybe there were enough miracles in the camp that they're like, he can take care of anything. <laughs> maybe we don't have to go watch him. But here's what's amazing. Who lost him? Those least expected. Mary and Joseph, his parental figures. They've been with him all this time. I never will forget going when I was a student at Liberty University and was talking to the student body president one day, very spiritual brother, and he starts crying. And he says, I'm doing everything but what is the most important thing. And I said, what? He said, I'm not spending time with God, and I feel so empty. I feel so alone. I'm leading council meetings for the student body. I'm doing things for the school. I'm doing things that are spiritual. I'm going to chapel. I'm doing this. But I'm not spending time. I've let my time with God go. You see, sometimes it can be somebody that's least expected. It can be a pastor. A missionary it can be people that are leaders in our church that can lose their way and not be spending time with God just like they did here see those closest to him pastors staff deacons Sunday school LC teachers I mean leadership positions of all kinds so if you think you're standing firm be careful Paul warned us in first Corinthians that you don't fall the Bible also says that after I've preached to others, Paul said that his greatest fear, his greatest concern that, would, that he would become a castaway himself after he'd preached to others. Never will forget a young man in my home church. My home church had many, many, many young men surrendered to the ministry for many years. And this one young man had a 4.0, first in his class, He was a brainiac. He was somebody that could speak with great power and effectiveness. And he literally got sidetracked, got involved with a, a woman in his life, just started taking up living with her, and then just was out of the ministry. I mean, just wrecked his life. I mean, if anybody would have succeeded in ministry... I think all of us at my home church, and I was just a teenager, we all would have said this person will be an incredible instrument of God in the church. He ended up on the sideline. And he never, he never, never did recover. How did they lose him? They were not conscious of him. Why does the Bible tell us to be sp- filled with the Spirit, and then He says, "Speak to yourselves" in Ephesians chapter five. Speak to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. In other words, have the Word of God, have the things of God, in your life going on all day. You know, I uh, listen to other preachers. You know why? It's 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 not even that my preaching's horrible. I'm just okay. All right. You got okay. Uh, there are so many instruments out there, and I, I love to listen to someone and hear them expound the word. I, I need that myself and to hear that. Uh, often I'm listening to Christian radio or I'm listening to Christian music. Why? Because it fills my soul. It reminds me of spiritual truths. I need that. You see, they were not conscious of him thinking that he was in their company, verse 44, verse A says. They thought he was in their company. You know, you can assume that as well, can't you? They didn't communicate with him. They traveled on for a day's journey without talking to him. I don't know about you, but when I don't talk to my kids in, in a period of time, even as adult parents now, We have a thing we do in our our family where we have this ongoing text, and we have one that's on Messenger, and we have one that's on just texting, and it's the Jude family text, and it's a daily thing that we all stop and we're communicating with each other. I hope the thing never ends, especially because our family's scattered. Our, Our daughter from L.A. is here today, and we're so thankful that she is. But uh, our son wasn't able to make it, so uh, Keila went and she spent a few days with him and going to a conference there, and, and we got to spend a little time. But that text means so much to me every day, and a lot of times it's silly stuff, but it's our stuff. You know what I'm talking about? It's our communication and touches with each other. And I love it when our kids say, Mom, Dad, you remember this? And it'll be something from their childhood. Listen, we've got to communicate with the Lord, don't we, to keep a good relationship. They didn't communicate with him. They traveled on for a day without him. Look at this fourth thing, and that is, where did they lose him? In verse 46, here's the most amazing part. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Now, if you wrote the book, you are the author, right? You are the author. He is the co author, if not the tri author, of the scriptures. Amen? I mean, we celebrate that he's the God man, that he was there with the Father all through eternity past as the Christ. They left him at the temple. Can you come here and leave the Lord here at this place? Could that happen? Hey, Jesus, I'll be back next week. I'm going to come back and see you next week. I'm going to come back and hear about you next week. If that is your spiritual life, that's a disaster. It really is. Jesus died on the cross, rose again so that you can walk, he can walk with you on a daily basis all throughout your day, not just here on Sunday or for a special class or Bible study or home group. You see, we can leave him at church too, can't we? It's something that I think a lot of people can do. They can show up on Sunday, even participate in worship, and then that part of life is over, compartmentalized, and back to all the other things in my life. And, Lord, you're a busy, busy God. I'll take care of it all, and I'll see you Sunday. Watch out. What was the result of losing Jesus? Verse 48, when his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said, closest she ever came that we have on record of getting on Jesus. Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Backward. Jesus is growing up in your house. He's not lost. He's right where you left him. He isn't lost. He's right here. You follow me? A little different look at this scripture passage. It led to insecurity, didn't it? It led to anxiety. Do you know when you're not conscious of Jesus, that's when you may need to go and see a doctor and get other medications and treatments to deal with all the anxiety and troubles of life? If you spend time with Jesus, that is the most secure way to spend your life. It is the best way. I don't need drugs. I've got Jesus. Unless you've got a real condition, you don't need drugs. You need Jesus. You see, it's all about following him, isn't it? Listen to what he says. He tells them that it's created this. Years ago when we were thinking about going to Arizona and we went and visited the church there. We were in Florida, flew up to Atlanta because that's where everything goes, you know. And, of course, if it's American, it's going where? It's coming here. And we flew in to here. Um, But in Atlanta, they have... uh, How many of you remember when, when, when DFW had that big horseshoe? You had to get on the train. Well, every time we erode it, we, had, we landed on this side, and we had 15 minutes to get to our, 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 our gate on the other side. I'm, I'm so thankful for the way DFW has done, done its airport these last several years. It's much better. In Atlanta, there's a subsystem to all the different, <coughs> all the different uh, terminals, and it's a huge airport too. I don't know if it's bigger than, than RDFW or, or smaller, but it's a big airport. Well, you get on the, on the, 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 the subway, the, the tram that's underneath the ground, it's pretty high speed, and it'll say, doors are closing, stand back. And it used to be in that day, it was a very computerized voice. Doors are standing, stand back. That wasn't a very good imitation, Sorry. And we waited and we waited and there's nobody getting off or on and we waited. And the only child we took with us on this trip to visit the church in Arizona was our oldest daughter, Britt. And I said, honey, go ahead, we're going to get on. I gave her a push. And soon as I, soon as she stepped on the tram, the doors went. <laughs> I grabbed them with my hands. And I pulled and pulled until they were shutting on my fingers. And then I let go. And there was a man standing there and he's going, I, I got her. I got her. I could read his lips. I got her. I took off running to the next stop. Too slow. And I was a skinny guy then. <laughs> and I ran. Kemba's coming behind me. Our, our terminal was about six or seven terminals away. We finally get on the tram go down there. We are panicking. Why? Because we're in a super busy airport and our 12 year old daughter is separated from us. Just like and I'm the one that pushed her and said go ahead because it had waited. I mean we'd waited 60 seconds or more. It just wasn't shutting. I said let's get on and I gave her a and that was it. I, we got down there, and man, I am shaking. Kim is shaking. We're already tearing up. Well, we teared up mostly when we saw her. But there was a, a Delta agent that had her at her terminal, uh, at her gate station, and she was almost right where she was supposed to be. And I wasn't even sure she knew what gate we were going to or what, even, what terminal. But anyway, it worked out. And that was such a short lived anxiety for us. And that, that brother helped me out. I mean, he said, I, I got her. And I was trying to show him our ticket through the window to show him where, where we were going, showing Ke- uh, Brittany too. Anyway, it created great anxiety for us. See, when Jesus doesn't have his place that should be there every day in our lives. It creates incredible anxiety. It really does. So how did they find him? In verse 46 it says, After three days they found him in the temple court, sitting there among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. The Bible says that they were amazed at him. No wonder. They left him at the temple, and where did they find him? They found him at the temple. I got some questions for you before we have our invitation today. Have you gotten so busy in this life that the Lord is kind of over here instead of the center of your life? Are you in the Word every day? Are you in God's Word every day? Are you praying daily? Not just when you're on the highway around here. Are you praying daily? Are you serving Him in His church? You remember what Jesus said to his disciples. He said to the twelve, do, after many people, after hard teachings, they said, here's what's recorded in the book of John, chapter 6. You do not want to leave me too, do you? He said to his disciples. Most of them scattered. They heard these deeper, harder teachings of Jesus, and they left. The price was too high. After three days, it says, in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions, they found Jesus back at the temple. Hmm. Here we are at church, and maybe you need to find him this Christmas again. Put him back on the centerpiece of the priorities and altar of your life.